0: Appalachia. Appalachia is a very distinct word, and everybody has their own opinion of what it represents. Moreover, though, whether it's right or wrong, it stirs up images of everything from indescribable mountaintop beauty, deep forest, and cabins in the wood to trailer parks, meth heads, extreme prejudice, and xenophobia. The fact that one word can bring up such a huge response isn't owed to its far-reaching influence in society. The Appalachian Mountains are the oldest mountains in the world. They once towered 30,000 feet into the air and currently stretch from Canada through 14 states all the way to Louisiana. The inhabitants of these mountains, through the many years of their existence, have lived through and witnessed what can only be described as horrendous, demeaning, and even downright unbelievable history as we are now learning every day is not exactly what we've been told and what was once thought to be nothing more than fairy tale is now coming to light as truth. I often hear references to the movie Deliverance or people making funny banjo sounds when describing the Appalachians. I being born and raised in these mountains know that nothing in fact could be more wrong or in some cases more right. The history that lies in these mountains is rich and has been around longer than any place in the United States, in fact far longer than the United States itself. We'll look into these mountains and learn about the good, the bad, and the ugly history that lies within them to this very day. Hello, I'm Larry Bentley and this is Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend. Welcome back to the cabin, my good friends. It's Veterans Day. Thank you again for joining me here. Veterans Day was originally known as Armistice Day. November 11th was set aside as a national holiday for honoring military veterans who have served in the United States Armed Forces. It coincides with other holidays, including Armistice Day and Remembrance Day, which are celebrated in other countries that mark the anniversary of the end of World War I. Major hostilities of World War I were formally ended at the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918, when the armistice with Germany went into effect. At the urging of major U.S. veterans organizations, Armistice Day was renamed Veterans Day in 1954. Veterans Day is distinct from Memorial Day, which we set aside to remember those who gave the last measure of affection for their country. While I myself actively thank U.S. veterans and current military for their service every day, uh, along with everybody else in this country, always hold those who didn't come home in my memory and do my best to keep the legacy of freedom that they gave their lives to protect. We must always remember that all gave some, but some gave all. Come on in, take your shoes off, set a spell, let me tell you about the Bedford boys. The time had come. Chancellor Hitler and the Axis powers had gone much further than the world had anticipated. They had breached every peace treaty and peace agreement that they had ever made and blatantly disregarded any attempt by any nation or coalition of such to make peace. The Axis powers were just plain hell-bent on ruling over the entire world and had already gone so far that uh, they ruled over the entirety of Europe without exception of our friends in the British Isles. On the morning of June 6, 1944, literally thousands of Allied warships assembled in the English Channel as part of the biggest invasion fleet that the world had ever seen. They were intent on invading Normandy and breaching the Atlantic Wall as part of Operation Overlord, which was the largest amphibious assault ever put together in history. That morning... About 156,000 British, American, and Canadian forces were to land on five beaches along a 50-mile fortified coastline in northern France. By the end of the day, the Allies had suffered 10,000 casualties battling the Nazi defenders, but they successfully established a foothold in France. It was one of the most important battles of World War II. It marked the beginning of the end for the Axis powers in their reign of terror. One of the American units at the forefront of the invasion was a National Guard infantry unit based out of a small town of Bedford, Virginia. Company A of the 116th Infantry Regiment, 29th Division. And it's when the company assaulted Omaha Beach that morning, there were 35 soldiers from the town assigned to that unit. By the end of the day, 19 of the Guard soldiers would be dead, with four more dying before the end of it. On that day, the town of Bedford, located in the rolling hills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, suffered the greatest proportion of losses of any town in the United States, and the men were forever immortalized as the Bedford boys. During World War II, the 29th Division was made up mostly of men from Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, with the one Sixteenth Infantry Regiment comprised mostly of National Guard companies from Virginia and draftees from across the United States. Prior to the United States joining the war, these units were drilling in their hometowns preparing for service. They would also go for a two-week summer training camp each year at a different fort for specialized training. But on February 3, 1941, in anticipation that the United States would no longer remain free from the fighting that the world had seen for the past few years, the 116th, to include Company A in Bedford, was mobilized for federal service. They were sent for training at the United States Fort at Fort Meade, Maryland, then to Fort A.P. Hill in Virginia, and finally to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, for different periods of time the boys of company a then boarded the luxury liner queen mary that sailed for england arriving on october of 1941 still wondering if indeed the u.s would be drawn into the war yep their answer sure enough came on december 7th with the attack on pearl harbor once arriving in england company a and the 116th continued to train even as other U.S. forces began seeing combat in North Africa, Italy, and the Pacific. The Bedford boys would stay in England for the next 21 months, training. During those nearly two years, the Bedford boys became part of the buildup for the Normandy invasion. The 116th tirelessly trained to conduct an amphibious assault. As the date for the invasion neared, the training pace intensified. The regiment completed exercises at Slapton Sands in southern England and was the first regiment of the 29th Division to complete training at the U.S. Army's Assault Training Center. For a time, the unit also took responsibility for coastal defense. I'll be right back. You're listening to Appalachian Murder Mystery and Legend with Larry Bentley. On May 18, 1944, the soldiers of Company A had finished training and began moving to their marshalling area near Dorchester, England. As they waited to board the British troop ship Empire Javelin, they were finally briefed on their final objective. It would be Normandy. They also learned that they were in the first wave of the initial assault, assault force. By this time, the Bedford boys had been serving on active duty for more than three years. Many of the original members of the company had been transferred to different units or been hurt or promoted. For various reasons, there were just 35 original soldiers from Bedford still in the company. The weather had been just awful for several days. The invasion had been canceled several times, but on the morning of June 6th, there was a window of opportunity. So... Supreme Allied Commander Dwight Eisenhower ordered the invasion. Company A hit the beach in Normandy on the morning of June 6, 1944, and the 29th Division, along with the 1st Division, would land at Omaha Beach and attack German obstacles defended by elements of Germany's 352nd Infantry Division, which covered the entire shoreline. Soldiers in the assault's first wave were responsible for securing draws along the beach that would allow for vehicles to arrive. The Bedford boys were ordered to land on Omaha at Dog Green to secure the D-1 draw in front of the village of Verville. Loaded with equipment, the Bedford boys climbed down the netting along the side of the Empire Javelin and boarded a 30-man landing craft assault, referred to as an LCA. Company A was loaded into seven different LCA's once in the craft and they were lined up they headed toward the beach. While approaching the beach they had six and seven foot waves that rocked the boat as naval guns and artillery firing that were firing from transports launched shells overhead hitting the beaches in an attempt to soften the resistance of the German forces. When the boats reached within 400 yards of the beach, the German defenders opened fire with artillery and mortar rounds on the boats. As the craft came closer to shore, the enemy fire became more effective. In my younger days, I had the opportunity to talk to elderly family members who were in the World War II, who told me that the German forces were so highly trained and committed to their cause that if they fired anything at you and missed, you better be eating dirt when they fired again because... They never missed a second time. Boat number 5 was the first craft sunk before reaching the beach. Six soldiers of Company A drowned along with the boat crew, but 20 of the soldiers were later rescued. As the rest of the fleet continued toward the boat shore, Boat 3 was also hit. Several were killed during the blast, and another dozen drowned. As Boat 2 hit the beach, those aboard realized that the beach was untouched. Allied bombs and artillery were supposed to create shell holes for cover, but the pilots were afraid to hit the Americans, so they had released their bombs much further inward, resulting in Company A having no cover for protection when they arrived and essentially had nowhere to go. Once the boats hit the shore and the ramps dropped, there was absolutely nowhere to go and the German machine guns tore into the Americans. Many of the men were killed on the craft's ramp as they tried running off. Their objective was to get off the beach, but not many made it. As the remaining craft landed on the beach, Boat 7 drifted toward shore with a dead coxswain, who had been cut down by machine gun fire at the wheel of a 17-man medical section trapped on board. The Germans opened fire on the medics as they tried to escape, and many of them were killed. In less than 10 minutes after the first boat hit the beach, Company A was pretty much wiped out. Within an hour, only a few soldiers from Company A were able to survive and continue fighting. They crawled across the sand, stayed at the seawall, just trying to survive. Once the day was over, Company A had suffered more than 90% casualties, only 18 soldiers from the entire company that were able to continue on while four more would die in combat yet bedford virginia quickly became a national symbol for sacrifice during world war ii to honor all the men who fought in d-day the national d-day memorial was opened in bedford on june 6 2001 serving as the national memorial for american d-day veterans It was built as a tribute to honor the valor, fidelity and sacrifice of Allied forces on D-Day, June 6, 1944. It is a solemn, beautiful memorial, and I urge everybody who can possibly do it to go see it. The Bedford Boys' sacrifice on D-Day will now never be forgotten. I hope you got something out of our story today. If you did, please rate and review the podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, please please go over and have a look at our Patreon page. Search Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend at patreon.com. If you'd like to join, there are several levels to do so, starting at Mountain Boomer all the way up to Appalachian Hillbilly. There are Patreon-exclusive episodes, along with early commercial-free episodes for Patreon subscribers. You can also support the podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Or you can go to Facebook group Appalachian Murder Mystery and Legend Podcast where we discuss pretty much everything Appalachian or anything else you can think of. I'll be back soon with another Appalachian Murder Mystery or Legend. Don't forget to thank a veteran today.